Welcome to The Pink Mug, a sisterhood podcast where we have real conversations with real girls in our world about life, faith, and sisterhood. Today, we sit down with our very good friend, Dawn Cherie Wilkerson, as she chats with the girls of the sisterhood about navigating challenging seasons of change with grace and wisdom. She opens up about her personal struggles and feelings of loneliness and what it really means to be intentional with friendships and building community. We highly recommend sharing this episode with a girlfriend. And don't forget, girls, Pastor Debbie's new 31-day devotional, She Prays, is available now. We are very excited to announce that we'll be gathering for an online study beginning January 1st, 2020, and you are invited. Keep an eye on our social media for all of the details and how you can be a part of this journey towards confident conversations with God. And now let's join Debbie, Savannah, and Don Cherie in this month's episode of The Pink Mug. Today, we have a very special guest. Don Cherie is in the house with us, and Savannah's here. Yay. You all know Savannah if you've joined us before. She's been with us before, my daughter Savannah. Yes. And so we're just, we're so excited to just be together yes. today. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm Ooh, so thankful to be here. You got some sleep last night? I got some sleep last night. Yeah, a little my bit. My son slept through the night. It was wonderful. It's <laughs> excited about today. I love this. The pink mug. It's How so wonderful. Fun. It's so fun. We got our coffee. Yeah. So hopefully you have your coffee or something fun that you enjoy drinking. If if you don't have a pink mug, you can go online and yeah. get one. But um, we're just going to have fun today. We're gonna I'm learn, up for we're it. We're going to learn about your life. It. Now I want to learn about y'all. <laughs> You're going to give us some wisdom. Girl to hang. Girl time. I love it. So, girl, you grew up in Louisiana. I did. Yeah. My Raging Cajun. Yeah. With, with seven kids yeah. in the house. Seven oh kids. Yeah. So there's there's five boys. And I have an older sister. I'm number two, so I'm older than all the boys. They couldn't beat up on me or, you know, antagonize me because I was in charge. <laughs> but there's so two girls, five boys, and um, yeah, my mom and dad. They household. they live in Shreveport now, and still yeah. Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, my dad is Cajun French and. My mom's Italian. She's not Southern. She's from New Mexico, so she doesn't cook all the good stuff. She cooks really good Italian food, but Mm. but my dad is the the Cajun chef in our house. Mm. So they both like to cook. Yeah, they both. We love food. So do you like to cook? I I do, especially because right now I'm I'm five and a half months (laughs) pregnant. So I I love to cook more now than I ever have in my entire life. So you have cravings. Yeah, I didn't know that they were cravings. I just thought that I was in this cooking kick, and everybody would ask me if I had cravings, and I was like, no, I don't. Like, I don't, there's nothing specifically that I want, but I was every week coming up with some new huge recipe that I wanted to cook, whether it was like baby back ribs or like (laughs) biscuits and gravy or chicken and dumplings. And my friend finally said, uh, that's called cravings. Like that, that's what cravings are. You're you're craving protein. Yes. I think so. It's a boy. Yeah. 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 Baby boy's crazy. He's a meat eater. Yeah. That's all fun. So So baby two. Yeah. Baby two. We're loving it. And you're living in Miami. Yeah. Uh, 12 so, years, right? 12 years. Yeah, 12 wow. years this 
pretty much the spring we celebrated being in Miami. And you moved to Miami for? Uh, to, to be in the ministry with Rich's parents. So my yeah. husband, Rich, has lived in Miami since he was 14. His parents pastor at an incredible church called Trinity Church in mm-hmm. Miami Gardens. Yeah. And so when we got married, then we graduated from college yeah. a few months later. And then um, right after college, we just dove straight into ministry uh, in Miami, serving his parents. Is that a huge adjustment? How long had you been married when you moved to Miami? It was a huge adjustment because I... I was away from my family, and I yeah. think that was... You're very tight in your family. Yeah. yeah, and I think the finality of it, like, I just had a sense in my heart that, like, this is where we're going to be. So you've you been know? married how many years? Uh, for uh, 13 next month. 13, yeah. so you've been married one year, and then you moved to Miami. Yeah, I've been married, like, nine months. Oh, my yeah, nine months, yeah, and then we loaded up our U-Haul. Because Miami kind of is like its own world. It is. Yeah. It's completely like its own world. Like, it's such a beautiful melting pot, but it's so different from anything that I'd ever experienced. And I love hearing the different languages. I mean, so many different languages Mm -hmm. that you hear just in any given day being spoken around you. And so many new cultures and new food to try and new friends to make. But as I moved, there was that sense of like, oh, my goodness. A sense of loss. My grandmother's in Louisiana. My parents are in Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. all my siblings. So, yeah. how did, did you manage all of the emotions? You know, how how did you adjust? It was tough at first. I remember yeah. driving to work every day. Um, just we dove straight into ministry. Yeah. Started a young adult gathering. Rich was serving as executive pastor. I was working kind of as a marketing director at our wow. church, just wearing a bunch of different hats. And I remember like driving to church and crying on the way to work in yeah. the mornings. Mm-hmm. You know, just Being feeling homesick. so uneasy, feeling homesick, yeah. Yeah. missing. Yeah people that I love and you know then wiping your tears away and going into work and I just really felt like I wasn't sure you know when if I would ever live near my family the Holy Spirit's so kind Mm -hmm. because I felt like as I just began to serve church and I started to do the things that we say from stage right you need to get in a small group (laughs) Like, you need to make real friendships. You need to take the time to be a part of community. I don't, the community we lead, we still also have the privilege to participate in. Like, we need that. And so it was probably a few months, I would say, like, probably four or five, six months. And the Holy Spirit's like, see, I told you. And I looked back, and I'm like, oh, I have all these friends now. (laughs) I love love Miami. Like, I have this incredible small group. But you had to make a choice. I have purpose. I found a mission. Yeah, Yeah, I had to make a choice. You know, this is kind of going a totally different direction than I had planned on. But I just feel like there's girls out there that have... They're in the middle of experiencing that, where totally. they maybe their life has gone a direction, um, or they've made a move that they yes. didn't mm. expect to make, yeah. and you're you find yourself in a city you know no one, you don't yeah. maybe you don't even know like where to go to church, yeah. um, and that can be so challenging yeah. and almost emotionally destabilizing. It's true. What would you say to them? I would say like. If you want a sisterhood, if you're really looking for a relationship, the first thing is you just got to show up. You got to show up whether you feel like it or not. Find a local community, find a church, and decide. I may not know one person, but I'm gonna I'm gonna show up even if I wake up in the mornings. I don't feel like it. My kids are going crazy. We're fighting the whole way to church. Like it's 
The mission is to make it to church. Like all of us have crazy things happen on the way. Don't don't feel like that counts you out. And I think for all of us, the enemy wants to isolate us, make us feel like there aren't possible relationships or that that we maybe just aren't ever going to have people that really stand beside us. But uh, to have friends, you got to be a friend. You got to choose to show up as you show up. God does more than you could ever anticipate. Yeah, I think yeah. he, so he moves, yeah. you know? You, you walk into a worship experience and your perspective changes. Yeah. You hear a word. Yeah. It's exactly what mm-hmm. you needed for that week. Right. You, you put yourself out there and you introduce yourself to someone or you choose to mm-hmm. sign up for a small group. Mm-hmm. Give it time. Mm-hmm. Don't just write it off after the first time yeah. you go. Like, give it time. Yeah. Let God move in your life and cultivate something that's real. Uh, that's how any real relationship uh, evolves. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Real trust doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It has to be yeah. cultivated. Yeah. I think I remember when John and I moved um, both times. from We pastored in Colby for five years, wow. and then we went mm-hmm. to Kansas City yeah. and to Pioneer Church. It was so hard. And I found oh. myself comparing, yeah. you know, the, the life we had had in Colby to what we had in coming up short you know like just feeling like man I gave up so much and I had to choose to go okay God what do you have for me here where are the friendships you want to the new friendships that you want to me to experience in this setting but it was a choice you know and and to be thankful to be grateful Um, and we knew we didn't know one person and so it was, it was a, you know, a, a new road. It's like true. we were paving a yeah. new road. And you can't see. It's like yeah. you, you move to a new yeah. city and you, you don't see all the possibilities. Yeah. Like there's no way for you to see what God sees that yeah. he's prepared for you. Yeah. I love Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. But then he mm-hmm. says, if you walk with me, like I'm bringing light to your yeah. life. Yeah. And I think that's what he does step by step. A lot yeah, of times, so loneliness makes you feel like you're in the dark. Yeah. But yeah. when you just lean in, yeah. Jesus can illuminate some things where you're like, oh, there's more. Yeah. There's so more good. than I saw. Well, you said something that, you know, we kind of go back to in each episode, but I think it's so good. And that is, if you want friendships, yeah. Yeah. you have to be friendly. Yeah. And, and one of the things Savannah and I were <laughs> talking about with regards yeah. to your personality um, and I, I would like to, you to talk about this, actually, because I'm wondering if it is a part of your personality or is it if it's something that you purpose to do. When you walk into a room, and I've watched you several times now do this, you purposely go to every person and engage with them. I just love that. Like you, you. It's like yeah. you intentionally say, I want to know yeah. that person. So... You know, when you're talking about being a friend, some, there's girls out there that maybe they would say, well, I'm so shy. Or, <laughs> yeah. You, do you view that as an excuse? <laughs> I mean, I think personalities are very real. And yes, I, yeah. I remember being a teenager and being so fearful and, and intimidated and insecure. <laughs> and so I, I know that feeling. Yeah. I know how it can make you feel like you're in a prison and you want to be bold and you want to love and not think about yourself but you want to cross the street yeah you want to cross the street yeah yeah but I feel like what will they say it's true yeah and I think the way that you step out of your comfort zone is to really have empathy and to really put yourself in the shoes of other people and to go okay I don't know what's going on in their life I think my parents were really big on that 
they used yeah. to drive me to school in the morning and be like, hey, like, you need to think about the other kids. Like, who's yeah. who's eating their lunch in the bathroom today yeah. because they don't have anybody yeah. to talk to? Like, who's sitting alone at the table? Like, that's your mission. Yeah. Like, go over and love on them. Encourage yeah. them. Take the time. I think they really, like, pushed hard to open up our eyes. That's so good. And I have to find myself recalibrating all the time because life gets busy and you get caught up and you can get your eyes down, not looking around, you know, Mm -hmm. just caught up in your own deal in a hurry. And I'm grateful. Every time I go home to Louisiana, I feel like it's a recalibration Mm -hmm. for me. Like, okay, yeah, get back to it, DC. Like, come on. Like, this is what it's really all about. Because I think that it's the the thing that you shared Mm -hmm. last night. Mm -hmm. Here you are in the ER. You're not feeling Mm -hmm. well. That you just open up your heart to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. saying, God, you have more for me in this ER room than just me to get checked up on. And then the Holy Spirit, like within seconds, has somebody walk in. And uh, and within minutes, you're having a sisterhood party. That's what happens when we just open up our eyes to what God's placed around us. You know, when I came out of that clinic and I went got back in the car, I felt the Lord say, you need to go buy them get them cupcakes wow. you know and I've never had that thought That's after being incredible. at the doctor's office ever so I drove over to the bakery yeah. and ordered oh. a dozen cupcakes that went back to and I didn't even know if they would be able to receive them yeah. you know I was like totally I might they might be like we can't take this yeah. you know <laughs> and I walked in there and it was so much oh. fun yeah. coolest. oh my goodness and it reminds me that there's a verse and I don't know where it is for sure but it says a gift opens Yes, the way for you, or makes a way for you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe with that neighbor, yeah, maybe you just need to make them some cookies. You know, and that that gives you something. Like it helps. It helps. It helps a lot too. Yeah, Savannah, you've been talking about with me at home about just how you've become a little bit more intentional. Yeah, for sure. So, like we, um, our previous podcast, like lately, have been about friendships. And so I was telling my mom, I'm like, I'm not great at friendships. Like, my personality is more of an introvert. Yeah. And, um, but the Lord, like, I feel like this year has, like, totally changed my perspective. I don't know what you were saying. Like, being intentional with the relationships and not just waiting for them to come to you. And I think even as a leader, like, you can get, like you were saying, you can say things from the platform. Like, life groups are important and connection is important. But um, we have <laughs> yeah. to lead the way in that. Yeah. Like, we have to lead the way. And so the Lord has just been like, you know, you need to make this a priority in your life. You, you started to, praying you about need it. To, yeah, I've been praying about it. Like, Lord, who do you want in my world? It's great. Like, and so it's so cool because he's like, mm-hmm. just out of a situation that was kind of out of my control, the Lord just brought people into my life. Mm. And so for me to pour into them and for them to pour into me, like people that we would never really mm-hmm. connect like one girl's not connected to the church. Um, she's going to, through our relationship, she's going to start coming to James River. And another girl, like we're just in completely opposite worlds, but we've started meeting weekly That's and awesome. like doing yeah. a devotional together. But it, it has like revolutionized. It's like, why did it take me this long? Like it just has been put um, a new, lit on new fire under my my heart it's just incredible. to like the power of relationships the importance of relationships yeah. I think fear can keep us from getting close to people you yes know, like, it can vulnerability like we're afraid to be vulnerable I yes. think mm-hmm. um yeah but like, there's such power yeah they'll in that, see though. weakness in us yeah yeah I yeah. felt that for yes. sure I've had to come yeah. to a place because my personality can sometimes be that I feel the pressure to have it all together mm-hmm. yeah. and perfectionist yeah that's me perfectionist <laughs> completely yeah, yeah. you know you want to 
you feel less than if you don't have mm-hmm. everything figured out or you yes. know aren't acting the way that you yeah. should. Well, I think when you're in the public eye yeah. too, it you know, or with a position that you have at times, the enemy can use that to to yeah. cause you to want to hide. Yeah, you know? and it rolls over yeah. like that. That pressure rolls over yeah. into every area yeah. of your mm-hmm. life as yeah. a mom. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you're not careful, mm-hmm. you can just pick up that mom guilt and feel yeah. like so out of place when yeah. really it's just like you're learning as much as your child is learning. Right. Like I feel like I'm learning more <laughs> than my son is learning right now. And so I just have to stay like heart open to God. I need yeah. all of his help. I need all of your help, <laughs> actually. We need each other. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So you said you're a perfectionist. Yeah. So how does that translate as a mom of a one-year-old? It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't translate at all because every day he's changing. Every day. And so there's no way that I can show up even on any given day and be like, I, I have this My day's going to go like this. Because he's different. He's, yeah. he's learning multiple words every single day right now. Yeah. No? He yeah, he, he knows, knows that. no. He knows no. Today I was like, okay, I think you're old enough. Let's try God is love. Let's try to get the word in you. Replace like, that with no. Let's try this. Let's get some Jesus in you. But, but even like his strong will, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to handle it. I'm figuring it out. And so that's where sisterhood comes in, right? Yes. Yeah. Because if you're vulnerable yeah. and you can go, I actually don't know yeah. how to do this. I really yeah. need some help. Yeah. You get the wisdom that you need. So true. Even on the most practical standpoint. So do you try to schedule your days? Do I with with Wyatt? Because I have I have really strong schedules with him. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Is that easy? It's it. Yeah, actually, having the schedule makes my life easier. We have flex in it. Like if yeah. we have services at night, like he's flex. He's old enough yeah. to. He can go to bed a little later. But knowing when he eats helps me not forget to feed him. (laughs) So I think the schedule really helps me. He's a happier, happier happier child. And I I know when he goes to sleep, and it's great. So is he strong-willed? He's, he's he's so strong-willed. Yes, and he's he's big. So he's... Who does he take after? His dad. Of I think course. he takes after his dad. So Rich is strong-willed. Absolutely. He's a strong and, and Rich is like an adventurer, and he's inquisitive, he, and he, he's he into a, he's everything a around back him. Is he strong-willed? No. 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 He's not. Yeah. But I love it. It draws out... It draws out the best in me, I think, because I can be laid back and I can watch the same movie every week and be happy. You know, he's like, okay, let's like go to a new restaurant. Let's go have a new experience. Like why it's like that. He's in everything. That's so fun. And, and I love it. He, the two of them get in the pool every day when Rich gets home from work and they're just splashing around, having fun, wears them out. That's so great. It's great. That's, That's great. So you um, like the Enneagram. I in do. fact, you're going to teach. I mean, team. I know that that feels like I, sh- I should know more before I teach. I'm getting ready to teach our team about it. Just as cool. a, but you like it because? I like it because, I mean, just to give a little, like, the Enneagram is a personality test, if you will, but it really gets down to your motivations of your personality, which is different from any other personality test that I've yeah. taken and I'm no I'm no pro when it comes to it I just you I was introduced last year to it by a friend yeah she actually sent me the book the road back mm-hmm. to you yeah. 
And that's the name of it, right? Yes. yes. And, and I, you saw you see value in I understanding do. the way God has really wired do. you and Yeah, it's just another tool. As a person. Yeah. It's not it's not the Bible, it's not just like what you can bank your life on. There's nothing but it's it's another tool to help understand yourself and the people that you love and to learn to love them yeah. better. I yeah. think. Yeah. And so, so I think if you just sometimes people look at personality tests just to get to know themselves better. I think that that's such a yeah. limited view yeah. Yeah. on these different tools that we have. And I think the Enneagram, I know all of all of my family's numbers because it associates you with a number, and that number is associated with a specific yeah. word. That word um, has a motivation that underlies it. And so I know all of my family's numbers, and can it's helped me understand them more. How they process life. Yeah, how and how I can love them better. Their decision-making, yeah. Yeah. the way they So make. what number are you, and what number is Rich? Well, I'm a number one. Number one. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. So explain, what would that mean it, it to would mean somebody like, that doesn't know? It? Well, there, there's a lot to it, but a basic overview is just that I have that need to have things together and that I notice details and that if, if there's anything I would say about a number one, it's that you have a loud inner critic. Mm-hmm. So that inner critic is constantly uh, pointing out the faults in other people around you and in yourself. Yes. And it's not just pointed towards others. It's the loudest toward yourself. So if you're not careful, you can interpret that inner mm-hmm. critic yeah. as the Holy Spirit and yep. think the Holy Spirit is constantly criticizing you, but it's sure. actually yourself. Yep. And that's not how the Holy Spirit works. Nope. And so I've, I I identify with that mm-hmm. because I, I do sense that a lot. And I've had to learn to... To, to silence that voice. That voice. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about this a little bit last night, and you were saying how it just studying personality, the personality yeah. really helped you understand Rich. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah, because just, Rich is super outgoing. Instead of being like frustrated with it, you're like, yes. God made him that way. Yeah, yeah because it's meant to compliment. It's true. And yeah. he's motivated yeah. by experiences. So he loves the adventure. He mm-hmm. loves um, that new restaurant. Like I was yes. saying, he loves that the experience in a new city or staying up late with dear friends and having great parties and just enjoying the moment. He yeah. finds so much value. And there is so much, especially when you're building church, yeah. so much value in just constantly surrounding you, yourself with people. You work side by side. We do. Pretty much in everything, <laughs> yeah. right? So. so there's like this... <laughs> I, I don't like the word balance, but there is this rhythm yeah, to it yeah. that I've had to find confidence in who I am. Yeah. Where it's like, Rich could be with people every night of the week. And it's how we've built, yeah. I yeah. think, like yeah. a church that God really loves it. community. Yeah. God's used it. Yeah. Yeah. God's used that personality trait in yeah. Rich in such a powerful way. But then I have to know, in order for me to be healthy... I gotta have a couple nights where it's you have space. space. I have space, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. I feel drained. What yeah. what mm-hmm. fills him up? Yeah, mm-hmm. it can drain me. So I need both. I need so the party, did, and then I need so the it, personal space. Did it take a while? Oh my goodness! To it took me forever. The courage to be figuring it out in your marriage today. It took me time. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Because yeah. you love that person so much, right? And yeah. you, and I admire Rich. I I I see his life up close, and I. I love him very much, and I, I'm a yeah. go-with-the-flow person. I'm one of seven kids. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, you want to do that? Let's go. But then you, as you grow, you learn yeah. to listen to yeah. your body, yeah. listen to your heart, and know what you need. Yeah, I It's think not it always works, easy. It works the same with friendships, too, yeah. you know, to understand your closest friends and it's how true. they yeah. Because they're iron sharpens iron, yeah. as yeah. it says in the Word of right. God, so we're not all the same. Yeah. And, you know, their personality and their gift set, 
yeah. is a benefit to you yeah. if you yes. allow it to be to it strengthen is. you and help you look at the world in a with yeah. a different perspective. Yeah. We need yeah, it. We do. We really do need, we need it. To and honor it's just, and, yes, yeah. yeah, and value. And we, we need that. to be comfortable with conversations yeah. where mm-hmm. people don't agree with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the major problems with our oh, society boy. today. Yeah. Is that true. We just people, shut them off. Yeah, yeah. People are yeah. uncomfortable having conversations and just listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's so power good. in just listening. Yep. So good. Well, this is awesome conversation. I love it. I love it. And I don't know. Um, what your personality type, I wish I could, but just know God made you yes. exactly yeah. how he wanted you to yeah. be. And if you're married and obviously your spouse probably is a different personality from you, that's a good thing. It is. Yeah. You mm-hmm. need to honor that in him. Um, same with your children. Yes. You know, you're saying why it's real strong willed. Every child has a different personality. Mm-hmm. That that was That's one so of good. the um, I I think one of the fun things about parenting. Um, we have three, That's and they're all completely different so cool. from one another. Mm-hmm. They're all on team with us. It's the best. So we get to watch how God uses their personality, their perspective that they bring to the table in the conversation, yeah. and and how it just strengthens you know the the ministry yes. same with team you know yeah. if you work with a team or um in the workplace environment you have girls around you or guys around you that have different personality gift sets you know that's what strengthens yes. that um yeah. you know that ministry yes. or that work environment is the gift set that god's yeah, given each person sure. so valuing that is so awesome. so that's good great. Uh, Well, we're going to continue this conversation. In fact, um, we're going to, in the next episode, talk about just waiting on God. Yeah. And when waiting on Him just goes much longer. For waiting on Him for to work in your life or to to respond to a prayer that you've been praying, and you're not seeing the answer as fast (laughs) as you want to see it. And Don Cherie has an incredible story that you're going to want to hear. So join us next time, and you won't want to miss it. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on The Pink Mug. Be sure to tune in right here on the second Tuesday of each month for a brand new episode. We would love for you to like and share today's show with your friends and connect with us on social media. Follow Design Sisterhood on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about who we are as a sisterhood and how you can be a part of it.